Welcome to the Time Variance Authority. I'm Miss Minutes, and it's my job to catch you up before you stand trial for your crimes. So, settle in. Now, hang on just a minute. And we'll get you in front of a judge in no time. <laughs> Who actually believes this crap, sir? I'm gonna see your ticket. No. Thanks for visiting the TVA. Don't hesitate to let us know how we're doing. What do you want from me? You put our timeline in chaos. I want you to help us fix it. What could possibly go wrong? Trusting Lokeep is not a good idea. Do I get a weapon? Gear up. Oh, don't those Absolutely good? not. The Discussing Network presents Discussing Comics. I am Kyle Jones, and I want to welcome back once again the one, the only, Clarence Brown. Clarence, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Glad to be back with you to talk about some Loki today. Awesome. Well, Loki is officially over, and all is said and done and branched and all that good stuff. So... For anyone who has not seen, let's get this out of the way, anyone who has not seen the Disney Plus series Loki, put us on pause, go out, watch the episode, watch all six episodes, the series, come back, because from this moment forward, spoilers. Spoilers. Affirmative. Spoilers. Spoilers? What spoilers? And I killed Sparky, too. Clarence Brown, low-key, some review, what say ye? Man, I, I, I enjoyed it, man. I enjoyed it. <laughs> really surprising and uh, world-changing events that happened uh, in, in this series, and I'm totally on board for all of the quirkiness, the timey-wimey, all of it. Give it to me, <laughs> the multiversiness, if that's a word. Uh, yeah, man, uh, it's great. I love it. I uh, can't wait to dive into it. What about you? <laughs> All right, so I keep seeing people say over and over on the internet and in articles, this is what Doctor Who should still be. It gets on my nerves. It gets on my nerves when people say that. And I don't know if it's because of the time thing and they're going to different times and people are actually enjoying it. I don't know, but I know I enjoyed every single episode of this. I think it it did a lot of universe MCU shattering stories, but I think it was also a character story. Yep. And I think it 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 has several several layers to it. And I think it was well written and I just can't say nothing I'll get it out of the door. I can't say anything bad about it. Mm, nothing bad. Wow. Are you putting on your critical eye, Cal? I am, and I can't find anything critical to say. And you know me, I love having a bone to pick if I can find one, and I can't. Is that from a canon point of view or a comics point of view? This is just not... It was so good, I don't care about canon. Oh, wow. Jesus, this might be the most happy I've seen Cal in my life. (laughs) No, I... I, Okay, so so when, when the first episode of Loki came out, I asked Curtis, I said are you watching it? And his first response text back to me was, I'm not watching a show about a villain. And my brain for every episode is once, and I've not done this yet, but 
my every episode I watched is where can I find redeeming qualities to convince him to say before I go to him and say, you need to watch this. Yeah. And I watched it in that point of view as to find reasons. And that's where I get this character arc because it is about a villain at the beginning. But I don't think he's a villain at the end. Yeah, well, that's very similar to I think we had the same conversation with Lee because Lee had dropped off of it. <laughs> and, and we were like, just keep watching. It, it gets good. He's, he's going to change his ways. And that's what I think the show did so beautifully is to have um, uh, Loki, portrayed by Tom Hiddleston, of course, go from being very set in his ways and not seeing or not really having a true path to change. But I think what they did so great was show how insignificant he was in the grand scheme of things. And, and that along with him getting glimpses of what we have known from the MCU um, years after that event that put him on this variant path, what we know from that point on and what he uh, gets privy to seeing uh, you know, what happens to him, what happens to his mother, um, all of that. And then just the real realization that he's just a, a, a blip on the map uh, uh, pushes him down the path of, of being a better person. I think that that's what the series just does so beautifully. So where was the first big wow moment for wow. you? Wow. I don't know. Maybe it was Owen Wilson saying, wow. <laughs> oh man i don't know um the first big wow moment well just the tva itself that this entity such as the tva exists and what does tva stand for time variance authority oh authority yeah um and and, yeah and just the fact that they exist at all and you know of course we're initially presented with blinders even they're not even privy to what's actually going actually going on in a bigger scope, but they think they're doing this thing to keep this. Um, what do they call it? Not the prime timeline, but the but the uh, the, uh, the 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 sacred, the sacred timeline, deal, sacred timeline um, to to prune anything that's branching or going off from the sacred timeline is, is kind of their mission. So you know the TVA as an entity, it, it really was a surprise to me because I knew nothing about it. And 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 knowing that we've had all these events go on in the MCU, that our heroes have been trying, have been doing their darndest to keep from world destruction. But you have this group out here called the TVA who can change anything on a whim, you know. So, um, yeah, just just to know that they exist and know they have all this power and they're trying to preserve this this sacred timeline is was really the first big shock for me watching the show. What about you, man? So I agree with you. And the thing that got me was the moment I realized they're playing in this series to turn what we know about the MCU on its heel for the next stage or next evolution of this movie universe that they've created is we spent from Avengers forward, or actually from um, probably Thor forward, we spent building this universe of finding the Infinity Stones <laughs> and the Infinity Gauntlet. And you're, you see this random person that's working just a cog in the machine, and his paperweights are various Infinity Stones from other realities. To me, that was like the big wow moment of they're not playing here. This is changing. 
they're they're taking these reality and time and power stones and just using them on their desk like marbles. Borderline insulting. They're that insignificant. Yeah, and then borderline insulting to what we've went through in the past ten years in the MCU. You know, <laughs> we have been fighting for these these gems, these stones, and they're nothing more than paperweights um, within the 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 walls of the TVA. So. Yeah, that was definitely uh, a huge, a huge um, shock <laughs> uh, to to what's going on in a greater world outside of the the normal sacred timeline that we all know and love. So we see the sacred timeline, we see Loki, and and this is villainous. This is full on a hundred percent villain Loki. He's not had any redeeming hits on his timeline as we saw as he progressed in character. This is Avengers 1 first appearance, bad Loki. And, you know, we see him in that stage and we see him start to progress. Where do you think he changed? He diverged. He had the enlightened aha moment. Hmm. That's kind of hard to say because I think it was a bunch of things. Um, Like I previously said, I think it was seeing his future um, seeing his mother die, seeing what his glorious purpose actually got him in the end, you know, um, dying to the hand of Thanos. So I think just seeing himself was a huge part of it. Um, um, and also, I think really when he started to form formulate a relationship in the latter half of the 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 um, the season with with him with his uh, with Sylvie. <laughs> Uh, was the thing that took him completely over the top. But I definitely think he was cha- He was starting to, those wheels started to turn in a different direction when he started to see what his fate was had he gone along along his sacred or his uh, the path he was supposed to go on, you know. So what I like that they did with him, especially in those first three episodes, was in typical Loki form, the trickster, the liar that he always has been. You did not know if he was actually being truthful or if this was another lie trying to escape. Even when he tried or he did escape to some degree, the whole concept of is he turning good, is he turning bad, I wasn't sure at first. And I like that guess that it was, you know, this this whole guesswork that it was um, setting up. So what did you think about the character B-15? Curious. Tell me who B-15 is. B-15 was the female guard who was so mean to him when he first arrived. She was cool. Really no no opinions one way or the other, other than I think she did her, was doing her job. She was a faithful soldier for the TVA. Um, I'm not sure if it goes much beyond that. Other than I like the actor, uh, she was in a show that was on HBO. I can't remember the name of it. I shouldn't have brought it up. But, but I, I've seen that actor in other things, and she is really good. So it was cool to see her. Um, but other than that, I you know, her character kind of did her job. I don't think she did anything spectacular in the season. Uh, so maybe it's the actor that I like more than the character, because I think she did an excellent job of making her character very dislikable very quickly. Hmm. And because I disliked her at the very beginning. I mean, not saying that she did anything wrong. I just found her very unlikable at the very beginning. But I was so on board with her when she had her character moment and realized that she herself was a variant. And then I was on board with her thinking, oh, you're the greatest. So that has to be 
the actor that's making me feel that way. She had to have done such a good job for me to instantly dislike her. Then, then on a dime, flipped to liking. Yeah, her. she she was the act. She was in Lovecraft Country. That's where I remember her from. Uh, oh, um, that's yeah. where I recognize her from. Yeah, uh, Wumi Mas- Masaku. Mm. I think it was her name. She is. She played the sister. Yes. On um, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now I know. Okay, maybe maybe that was a little <laughs> bit of leftover from liking her as that character. Yeah, but I, I never really disliked her. I just thought she was doing her job, as with every soldier within the the TVA and, and worker desk desk worker within the TVA. I feel like they were just kind of doing their job, not not really knowing why they were doing it. They were just kind of doing what what they thought was um, you know their purpose. So what about Judge Renslayer? Oh, I love her. Uh, 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 Gugu and Martha Raw, if I'm saying that correct. Yep. I can never pronounce her name. Yep. But of course... Martha Jones' yeah, sister. Yeah, Martha Jones' sh- sister. She was in The Morning Show. Um, I just love this actor. So anything that she's in, I am game. I think she did an excellent job. Of course, we have the bigger story of her character, Ravonna Rens- Renslayer, and what connection that ha- that has to the big bad that we get by the end of the series. But um, yeah, I just I just liked her character. I think the moments with her and and Loki and Owen Wilson on screen uh, were were fun, and they had a good synergy. Um, Owen Wilson and and uh, Raw. So I, I liked her, and I did like her seeing her be a little badass by the end of it. Where mm-hmm. you know, even though she again just another cog in the wheel doing her job to the best of her ability, that she thinks she's doing the right thing where she gets to by the end kind of question some of the things that she's been up to. All right. So what about Mobius thoughts on him? Wow. What would I say about Mobius? I uh, hope he gets a jet ski. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Owen Wilson, he was fabulous in this series. Um, not something I, that I would ever think I'd see him doing in MCU. Um, but it worked. Yeah, and he looked so different. That might have been what made it work for me with the gray hair. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder, did they intentionally make it so gray? Is he that old? I don't know if he's. A- <laughs> or maybe he is. Yeah. Yeah, but 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 he was great. I think he was a perfect balance again to to Tom Hiddleston and also uh, uh, Renslayer in this in this series as being you know not really goofy but kind of the i'm I'm gonna tell it like it is and again he's another person just doing his job and i don't know there was a always a mystery to his character which i don't know if i've got i got the answer to that in this season but there was always a mystery to him that made him feel way more interesting than he probably was (laughs) throughout this, this season so let's move on to sylvie and we see, you know, we see these other variants and pictures before we meet Sylvie. And this is why I say this is written so well that I am forgiving of something that they did. So there is a character in Marvel proper. Uh, it's raining. Uh, so there is a character in Marvel proper in the comics called uh, Amora the Enchantress. And usually she isn't trying to get in love with, she's in love with Thor and she can enchant people by kissing them. So she has to touch them to make her magic work and et cetera and so forth. She's been around since the 60s. She's blind, et cetera and so forth. There was a female second uh, version of the Enchantress. Her name was Sylvie. So there was also a time where Loki 
took over Sif's body and became Lady Loki. So they took these two things and kind of mashed them together. And I'm still okay with that. You took this blonde-headed Sylvie character, but also made her the Lady Loki, the female version of Loki. And again, it's not what happened in the comics, but I was on board with it. I actually kind of thought it was cool. Yeah, I think... What did you think of her? I think it was a delightful change. Um, Again, I don't really... I (laughs) I didn't read the comics, so it doesn't really bother me that much. But I will say, as as far as the actor portraying the character, Sophie DiMartino, she is great. (laughs) She is great. Um, To me, she is every bit of the presence on screen that Tom Hiddleston is. Uh, And just their chemistry. I think what... uh, a, a lot of things that work in this series is the chemistry between characters and, and those two, man, some of the scenes with them are some of my favorite things I've seen in the MCU to date. Um, when they're the, the lamentous episode was them just having fun. And that is like one of the best things I've seen. So yeah, she, she does a great job of portraying all of the, all the gamut of emotions from being sinister in the very beginning to, uh, kind of shifting into being, um, I guess, understanding between her, having this understanding between her and, and our Loki. And then um, we get, once we get more of her background, what actually happened to her, we feel, you know, kind of sympathy for the character through all this. Right. And she turns from being kind of this villain to kind of being the, the person that's going to um, free us of, of, of this, 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 um, constraint on on the multiverse she is going to be the person to make that happen so um i i truly loved her character love the actor portraying the character and just some great moments between her and her and our loki what, what about you man so tell me if you think i read this wrong i took this as the only reason she was pruned was because she was female hmm well, that that brings up actually a bigger question. Why are any of these guys prone? Because they are. Someone has said this is the timeline that must happen hmm. to keep all timelines uh, in this one sacred timeline. And if they if if something else happens, then they can start branching again. So by that logic, she should have been pruned at the point of birth, right? I would think Why would she so. prune, be prone when she's eight and running around playing with her toys? That's the part I didn't get. <laughs> because then you can have a cameo with uh, the actress from uh, The Walking Dead, yeah. Judith. Oh, okay. Well, maybe. You know, because I'm sorry, you know, you had Walking Dead fans going, <gasps> I Judith. didn't realize it was her, to be honest. <laughs> you just, <Yeah. laughs> just put a hat on her. She's Judith. Mm. Yeah. That logic there is a little confusing of uh, why they would wait so long to, to actually attempt to prune her. Uh, I'd h- hate for that to just be the reason because she's female. But then again, we have kid Loki. We have uh, uh, Loki Gator. We have um, old man Loki. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's very different reasons among all of them. And again, like I said, it goes back to the sacred timeline. You know, speaking of the variations of Loki, I so loved, because we had just talked about, I think in a chat, or maybe when we were talking with Lee, we had talked about how in the comics before Tom Hiddleston came along in the MCU, Loki was drawn as an older man with this costume that had these big horns on it. And the next thing we know, here's Richard E. Grant playing an older Loki with the classic Loki pre 
MCU coming about 2008 variation. So what did you think of Loki variants? Uh, Richard E. Grant is awesome. The costume, the costume still looks utterly dick ridiculous. <laughs> it, it looks ridiculous. Agreed. But he makes it work for him. He owns that crowd, man. So uh, good on Richard E. Grant. And, and of course, that sacrifice he had at the very end there. So um, he did an excellent job. Uh, Kid Loki, like all the other Lokis, I really could care less. I mean, they were just there for the story. I know there's deeper stories with President Loki and even Kid Loki that 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 we don't really know about, but I don't know about. So um, I would probably be interested in the dive into more of that just to get, just get the, the high level cliff I've notes. I've never heard of Crocodile Loki before, just FYI. Mm. But have you heard that, that if there was a blink and you miss it, Thor yeah. cameo? Yeah, the, the Frog with, Thor. With Frog yeah. Thor. Yeah. yeah. That was actually a comic story where Loki turned Thor into a frog for several, for like, I think 20 or so issues or something. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, there all of go. the variants were good. Of course, of course, uh, Sylvie was my favorite variant, but well, I guess we could say our Loki is our favorite variant. <laughs> it's so weird because one of the things that got me too was that Tom Hilson is so much older. Because when they show clips of the young, uh, of, of, you know, Thor 1, and even mm-hmm. some of uh, the first Avengers, he just looks so young. <laughs> it's like they, they don't even try to make him look any younger. You know, of course, his hair and stuff looks the same, but... But yeah, he just looked like a little kid on those movies. Yeah, now that you mentioned it, yeah, he did. I hadn't thought about that. Um, so we learned that they. Uh, well, let me ask you about this question. This this character, really, really quick. Miss Minutes. Miss Minutes was amazing. Um, yeah, very deceptive. Almost like an all-seeing eye type of character. Maybe it's uh, uh, Siri. If Siri got any better. <laughs> <laughs> in like 30, 100 years but yeah i, I like miss minute she was she was fun the voice actor um did a great job and you know just to see that 2d animation jumping around in our 3d world i thought was a, a nice little touch yeah but miss minutes was awesome definitely you can relate her back to clippy or badgy if you've been watching no i got you Star one Trek better Discovery. hearing the snarkiness of miss minutes just a little bit of attitude because you know I've got to go there. I was thinking, ah, Olivia from Oz 9. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. You know, a little yeah. bit of attitude going on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that that was really cool. But we get to this point, I think this is episode four, where we come face to face with the timekeeper. What did you think of when Sylvie throws her dagger at the timekeepers and the head falls off? Yeah, let me know what you think, man. I'm gonna throw it back on you this time. Oh, I I said it I said at the very beginning that I thought that we would see a variation of someone in this series. I told my boss, uh, I said, tell your husband that we will see fill in the blank in this series. And she was like, Okay. And I said, I'm I, I'm 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 sure of it. And when the heads fell off. I was 100% sure I was right, hoping that I was right. But, um, yeah, so I thought just that. I thought it proved the path for me to be right on, and that made me happy because I like being right. So. Yeah, and one thing I can say about this series is that every time we got to the point where we needed to have a reveal or there was something lurking around the corner, I was never disappointed. I was never disappointed. Um, first, we, you know, of course, the late, Lady Loki Sylvie popping up 
I was, oh, you know, I was, my jaw was on the floor half of this <laughs> six episode arc. Um, especially with the timekeepers, that was pretty amazing as well. There were signs that it may have been kind of obvious. Um, and plus, if you watch any of the the other videos that are out there on the internet, people are always speculating as well. So I kind of didn't think they were. Well, I put it like this: I kind of always figured there was something greater behind what's going on. So I was semi surprised when that happened. Uh, it what did happen a little too easy to me, but you know, and and and, okay. and actually, I will say that fight in in the. Um, the, the um, timekeeper's chambers that was that was probably one of my least favorite parts of the whole series because I feel like the fight wasn't epic at all it was just like you know the <laughs> pretty basic basic choreography there so that one didn't didn't jump out to me at all but but definitely the mystery when the when the head gets severed was, was a, a draw job and uh, of course of yeah. course too when when Loki gets um, tased or phased whatever they call it pruned <laughs> mm-hmm so when we get to the point to where you see Sylvie and they go beyond Alioth and they get to this castle, which was another point of me saying, oh, cool, I'm right. But they get to the castle, they go in the castle, the door is open, and you see Jonathan Majors sitting there. Yeah, another Lovecraft country person. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And what did you think when you saw him? Uh, it was... It was kind of amazing but still i was i guess i was kind of spoiled on that as well uh just just from people predicting of what it could be i will say out of all the possibilities i'm glad it was him because if it had been another loki i would have been upset I'm like uh, mm-hmm. this is not ending the way i thought um so yeah yeah having it be who we think is is, is, is uh kang the conqueror um mm-hmm. is 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 pretty amazing and it sets up a huge part of what we're going to see next in the mcu so yeah, the amazing reveal and the the way the character was played was uh, almost maniacal esque. Um, mm. Now remember, he does say that he is older. He was much older than he looks. Remember? Yeah. yeah. Mm. So this is where so Marvel had said that we would not see Kang until uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. So I don't believe that they lied or misdirected by him, Jonathan Majors, being in this series because that was not Kane. That is him, but that's not Kane. The this this idea of he who remains yeah. that they keep referring to is a character that has nothing to do with Kane. But I just say that that is a name that he has uh, you know been called what I think his name is, and if we see him again before, maybe in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, I think he will call himself by the name Immortus. Because Kang, at one point, as he gets older, decides he no longer wishes to conquer and starts working with the TVA. But he ha- he still has the colors of Kang, but he wears a long uh, cape, hence the cape that he was wearing. He's much older and he calls himself Immortus. So that's where I'm saying I'm right as it is the actor playing a version of Kang, but it is not Kang as we see in that final moment standing there in in the statue that we see. It's it's definitely a great premise where, um, as is explained in that last episode, where we have this guy who seems to be pretty 
bad by doing this thing to maintain a sacred timeline. But in his words, this is the only way. This is the way to keep things from going really crazy or bringing back the time war. This is what needs to be done. So from our point of view, we're seeing people who verge off, you know, go left when they should have went right, be pruned right. And, and, and here and forever be gone from existence. But what he's saying is if it does not go this way, much worse things are much more, much worse versions of me are to come. Are out there. So yes. oof, that, that's pretty, that's a pretty big setup. So were you shocked that she killed him? Uh, it had to happen. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm so pretty too. sure it was going to happen when we first saw him. I mean, especially when he got to say there's multiple versions of me. I was like, okay, this is kind of where we go. Um, he's 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 going he gonna die. <laughs> I, I I did find it interesting that his death, every his his being, meaning his existence, was was what was holding reality in check. Because as soon as he died, everything started, you know, going off now again. I think. For, for me, it, I think it was doing that because the TVA was, from my point of view, it did that also because the TVA was crumbling as an organization. Mm, okay, good point. I, mean, of, I get that. I mean, of course, because he died too, but to me, it's like yeah. because the TVA, which was maintaining that, started to crumble. Good point. Um, that very good point. So I don't know. I don't know. It's So we're firmly within the multiverse in the MCU now, which is crazy to say, but interesting Again, nonetheless. But, and it, it, it's the perfect segue into the next variation or the next series that we're getting, which is What If, which now gives new meaning. It's not just a what if story. It's what if let's look in on these other variant timelines. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and of course, a great justification for bringing in all of the Fox and the mm-hmm. Fantastic uh, for stuff that we've had in the past uh, to to say it existed. It might not be a part of our universe, but it exists out there somewhere. And, and maybe they could bring in elements. I don't think they will in the case of Fantastic Four, but they I think they will bring in some elements of maybe maybe some of the X-Men mm. stuff. Uh, so maybe they will. I'm going to disagree with you. I think we've already seen an element of the Fantastic Four. Okay. I think we just saw in episode six, if well, they I, I know keep, who he is, <laughs> but, you know who but, he but is. But maybe He's not Nathaniel. that Fantastic Four. Maybe a, a, a new version of our. Oh no! Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, yeah. Now, it okay, would be cool, cool if they made it. If they say he's the descendant of the the Fantastic Four movies we saw back in you know the early odds, that would be cool. Right. But I don't think that you know. And who's to say that we won't get a cameo in Multiverse of Madness of the um, and I cannot remember. I cannot believe I can't remember the actor that plays Captain America. Um, uh, 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 wow, uh. <laughs> Captain America actor playing Johnny Storm. It's Chris something. I can't. Chris, Chris, Chris. I can't remember his Hemsworth. Name. No. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Captain Captain. Yeah, no, we're not. But Captain America playing uh, Johnny Storm. So uh, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm, I'm not. So a, who's to you can say tell I'm not a Chris Evans fan. <laughs> <laughs> so who's to say that we won't see a Chris Evans playing uh, Johnny Storm? Possibly, mm, man. just as a cameo. Yeah, you never yeah, know, yeah. or in in uh, old footage, you never know. But what we do know is, unless the reality branches before I ask this question, final rating. What would you give Loki? Uh, easy five. Easy five. Easy five. You know what? Can I give it a six? I'm going to give. 
No, I'm going to give it five, 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 because my fives keep branching because they're just, you know, awesome. So mm. a whole bunch of fives as they continue to branch. That's what I'm going to. And it's coming back. It's the first one that's officially getting a season two. Yeah. So. Yeah. That should be interesting. That is very interesting. So, Clarence, if I were to ask you where else might you be found on the Internet, where would you tell us? Uh, I would say head over to DiscussingNetwork.com. Awesome. Well, you know what? I will second that, and I will end by telling everyone listening, thank you for listening, and we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. 